Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 88 of Bardic Quest. In this week's episode, our party leave Phandalin once again and decide to make their way to the lost mine of Phandelver. Whilst they adapt once again to life in the wilderness, Saga goes hunting. Meanwhile, Sergei, still in Phandalin, enjoys his date with Margaret. So without further ado, Let's get into this week's episode of Bardic Quest. Gundren comes down the stairs 20 minutes later. You guys have got all of your gear together. And so you leave a message behind for Sergei to follow when he can. And you set off out of Phandalin along the main road uh, to head towards the lost mine known as Wave Echo Cave. Uh... Immediately after leaving town, um, you veer off the road and start headed to the east. Uh, heading east at first and then veering slowly southward back towards the hills that you've seen in the distance and the, the sword mountains as well. Um, as you are traveling, um, you can see you walk past a burnt out frame of a barn, uh, which stands as a testament somewhat uh, to some forgotten tragedy of some kind. Perhaps the previous sackings that took place, um, although likely not given how long those supposedly were perhaps other raids that have happened in the region. You've been aware of orc activity and goblin activity in the region, so that perhaps wouldn't be too much of a surprise to you. Um, you head uh, through and into the hills, um, headed again slowly upwards and now in this south-easterly direction. Is there anything that anybody would like to discuss or do en route? If we're going past these areas or like, um, what's it called? Evidence of things being raided. Sure. Saga would definitely give it more than a cursory eye as okay. to what kind of raid, like if she can tell it's goblin or orc, she's like, okay, cool. If it looks human, she will pay attention. All right. Do you want to give me a... Uh, well, it all depends on how proactive you want to be in paying attention, whether or not you want to veer off course to fully investigate or just have a glance over. Uh, I guess... 
it's not worth stopping the whole root for, but yeah, she definitely give it a good old look. A good right. old you, hard look. Do you want to give me a perception check then, please? Yes. Well, my perception has been horrendous. That's a seven. A seven. Uh, a raid of some kind. The barn definitely looks to be a human structure from what you know. Um, or at least what remains of it. Um, but ultimately, uh, you're looking at a, uh, a undescribed, undisclosed raid, whether that be mm-hmm. of goblins, orcs, maybe even human bandits or whatever. Okay. She'll look a bit uneasy, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Anything else anybody would like to do en route? No, I think I'm good. I think it was in a different region, like we're heading southeast and it was more northerly, but Thorax is kind of keeping a weather eye on the horizons around them, just sort of taking it all in, seeing if he notices anything, any kind of, I don't know, plumes of smoke, whether he sees any people in the distance, any birds, any beasts, any dragons behind us, you know, all that sort of thing. Sure. Uh, would you also like to give me a perception check then, please? Love to, darling. Love to. That is a perception. That is a 15. Okay. Um, so in this particular area that you're walking through, particularly as you're headed close to the hills, um, any activity seems incredibly sparse. You can look back. Uh, to the sort of northeast, where you can see the the tribal trail uh, behind you, and you do see a few wagons going up and down the road, um, as it is a trade road. Um, not a huge amount, just two or three that pass by as you're headed uh, away from it. Um, but aside from that, everything seems uh, fairly quiet. Or it kind of vaguely relaxes a little bit and, uh, you know, just carries on at a good pace. Okay. All right. So a few hours pass by as you're traipsing through the hills. Um, You're starting to feel a certain degree of uh, tiredness um, as the sun begins to set on the horizon. Gundren advises you that you're probably a few, uh, perhaps maybe half a day's travel at this point from where the mine is located, um, and suggests possibly setting up camp at the next, at the earliest opportunity. Cool. Yeah, we'll start to look out for somewhere convenient, as much as we have tents now, so it should be a little bit better. We're looking for somewhere a bit, you know not on the centre of the road. I know we're not on a road, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we on the plane? Can we see like, around? You're, na- you're now actually in in foothills at this point. Okay. Okay. So there is a little bit of uh, in- inclines and peaks and troughs, as it were, um, to to the area. Hills have not worked out very well for us in the past. <laughs> Is there anything anybody would like to do? Yeah, just uh, look out for a, a good camping spot, really. All right. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. And um, as the uh, twilight begins to settle in, uh, rain starts to descend from the sky to perhaps dampen your spirits. Um, But you do spot a, a small cairn of flat slate stone in amongst the hills that you suspect actually might make for a good um, degree of... Well, might make for a potential good campsite, let's put it that way. When you say a cairn, Mm. what is a cairn? So, a cairn... Uh, is kind of like an outcropping of of rock, as I understand it. Mm. Um, Let me... Let's be very... Man-made, aren't they? Uh, Yes. Yes. Um, It's a... a, Sorry, forgive me. It is like a... Yes, a man-made structure of... um, Almost like a tower of of stacked slates. Uh, do we know what this cairn has been erected for? Like, what purpose it serves, either as a, a waypoint or, you know, yeah, burial do you mounds give... is where his mind is sort of going. He's like, I'm not sure hmm. I want to be near burial mounds. Would you like to give me a history check, please? Sure. In fact, you have stone cunning, too, which I may, do have stone may not be useful here. I do indeed. Bloody cotton. Let's get that out of the way. Okay. Looking at a, a healthy 13. All right. Okay. Um, so, this does actually look to be dwarven made. And it is very, very old. And what what was this what was the score again? What was the thirteen? Thirteen. You're not entirely sure what, because it's really not very clear because age has not been in its favour. But this certainly does look to be like a a, a waypoint marker of some kind. Hmm. An old marker to the to the mine, possibly, Gundren. Um, Gundren nods and he says, "I I think so. I'm not I'm not certain, but I think so." Okay. Well, if you are all happy, here's as good a place as any. Suits me. It will do. Okay. How so sturdy you... is the cairn itself? Um, would someone lighter, perhaps a Johan, be able to climb it? And <laughs> my climbing kit. It's um well I mean it's old. It's a loose um, stone, isn't it? Maybe not maybe not a good idea. Y- yeah, it, it would certainly carry with it some risk. However, its age certainly implies that it's been stood there for a long time. So perhaps the structure was at least at some point very sturdy. How sturdy it remains is another question. It's dwarven made wing. So Well it, well <laughs> this is this is there true. go. It'll last till Many millennia last, more. The, the end of, of time. 
<laughs> well, I don't mind going up for a shifty. All right. Do you want to give me an athletics check then, please? Sure. Rogue. This should be fine. Oh, that's a 21. You casual 21. Deftly and effortlessly, like in Assassin's Creed, just <laughs> parkour your way up the top of this cairn and perch upon it like a bird looking out. <laughs> Now, whilst you're up there, is there anything that you'd like to do up there specifically? Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining that one presenter who's got like the flowing hair, that guy, and he's always on cliffs with hair blowing through his um, wind blowing through his hair. What's his name? No, the fellow who does coast. I think so yeah, it's we call him epic, epic Man in this household. So epic <laughs> coast <laughs> man, coast man. What do you? What do your human eyes see, Johan? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> like, I'm guessing, what, what are we at? Twilight now? Hills, yes. Hills, hills and plains. <laughs> Some trees. And in the far distance, you can make out a road headed east. Not much. I can see the road headed east. No signs of life. How still the night is. Oh, that bodes well for us then. And I set up the little, uh, I set up the straw cart for him to jump, jump into. <laughs> is there any, any wildlife here? Any rabbits or things like that? Crunchable birds. It's... You want to give me a uh, survival check? Yes, please. Can I have one good roll? I changed my dice and everything. 16. 16. Um, yeah, you suspect that there's, there is plenty of wildlife in this area. There's mm. no reason for you to suspect that uh, it is devoid of any significant okay. life. I'll go see if I can hunt us some dinner. Okay. I will All set right. up camp. Okay, then. Um, would you, therefore, Saga, like to give me an additional survival check, please? Thirteen. Okay. All right. Middling. So, you venture out of camp presumably on your own. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, after maybe half an hour or so, you spy upon a wild boar just mm -hmm. snacking on some foliage. Okay. Crossbow. Now, the question is, first of all, mm. do you want the element of surprise? Well, I'm attempting the element of surprise, but I will not be heartbroken if that isn't achieved, seeing as I'm not a stealth-based creature. Roll well, initiative with the boar. 
Indeed. Could I get a stealth check, first of all, from you? Stealth check. Oh, mm-hmm. I get disadvantage on stealth checks. Yeah, if you're hungry, bro. Hunger fat and juicy meat. Eat my body, bump. Uh... I rolled two 12s, so that's a 14. Okay. The boar has not noticed you. <gasps> so, okay. as you are about to initiate some violent acts, <laughs> shall we roll some initiative? Sure. Bloody hell, seven. Seven. Well, you're going to have a surprise round at least. Mm. Uh, but the boar has beaten you with 17. <laughs> it's fast. It's fine. So, but you do get uh, the first round essentially for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what would you like to do? How far is it from me? It is 50 feet away from you. Crossbow. All right. As previously mentioned. <laughs> All right. Do you want to roll to hit for me then, please? Oh, please. I don't hit. Well, what did because you Because that would be... Six, Wade. Six. Well, I mean, you do have... <laughs> I'm really going to use you... my... Fine, I'll use my. I mean, uh, you don't have action to. I'm just, I'm just saying there are options I'm, available. I'm using to my ac- ac- uh, action surge. Okay. Okay, better, much, much better. That is twenty-one to hit. That will absolutely hit. Roll for damage for me. Six points of damage. Okay. You fire off your crossbow bolt, uh, which penetrates the boar in the side. Uh, it lets out a squeal of agony as it you just see kind of blood just starting to essentially pour out of this wound. Mm-hmm. It's looking in a pretty bad way, but mm-hmm. it is still alive, mm-hmm. at least. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Mm. Um, I'm going to advance and draw my sword. Okay. All right, so you are now 20 feet away from it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so... The boar is going to charge towards you now and try and strike you with its tusks. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but rolled an 11, so how are you going to defend yourself against these tusks headed your way? I think she would just sidestep if it's charging. Okay. All right. Uh, So it then, as you sidestep, it moves straight past you and now is like 20 feet behind you at this point. Mm. Okay, sure go. What would you like to do? It's 20 feet behind me. Let's swap back to the crossbow. Okay. 
Do you want to roll to hit them for me, please? Unbelievable. Eleven. Just hits. Roll for damage for me, please. That is... Eight points of damage. How are you killing it? Ah. Well, my first hit got it on the side. Mm -hmm. And if it went behind me, I guess the second one just goes through its back, through Mm -hmm. its organs. That's it. It lets out one final squeal as it just drops to the ground. And dinner is potentially served. Yes, I'm going to take my crossbows out, Mm -hmm. uh, keep them if they're still reusable, and Mm -hmm. then haul this over my shoulder and go back to the camp. Okay. Um, While Saga's been out hunting, is there anything the two of you have been doing? Uh, I would like to try and find some... You know, fresh herbs, some like usable greens, some wild garlic, mushrooms, mm-hmm. if that's possible, that kind of thing. Anything to sort of assist for some kind of meal. Okay, uh, you want to give me a survival check? Two. That is a. Oh, I have a plus five survival, so that is a 14. Nice. Yeah, you managed to find some wild garlic, perhaps some wild basil. Um, just dashed around the hillside. Hmm, not the time of year for it, but it's done very well for itself. <laughs> Lovely. Um, I shall collect these and head back to camp. Okay. How about you, Johan? What have you been doing during this time? Uh, other than sharpening my weapons, I have been looking around to see if I can find any sort of signs of recent activity. If the Black Spider truly has preceded us, then maybe there might be some signs of tracks or wagons or things left behind or even just footprints. <laughs> Spider prints. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to give me a survival check then, please? Uh, yes. Nine. Unfortunately, um, a lot of the recent downpour has made some of the footpaths that are there uh, rather soggy and muddy um, and so you suspect that any path, any footprints that might be there may have been washed away certainly to your eye curses frustrated I sort of half stomp back to camp leaving nice deep footprints behind you in the muddy earth yes but I'm <laughs> Light and stealthy. <laughs> Light and stealthy, and you're stomping. Imagine Legolas <laughs> kind of like stomping on that, <laughs> on that snow. <laughs> he can't right. break through the surface of the snow, but he's, yeah. <laughs> Goes on. See? I hope you're enjoying this week's episode of Bardic Quest. I just wanted to take a quick moment to highlight our Adventurers Guild to you. Now, I understand more than you might realise just how difficult it can be to arrange a game of Dungeons & Dragons, particularly if you don't have friends who are into D&D, or indeed if you don't have a friendly local game store that is, well, local. So, 
I am offering my services as a Dungeon Master to members of the public. To find out more details, head on over to bardicquest.com forward slash play, where you can see all of the pay-to-play games that I'm currently running, powered in part by our friends over at startplaying.games, and ran over Discord, so you can enjoy these games of D&D in the comfort of your own home. Again, bardicquest.com forward slash play lists all of the adventures that we're currently going through, including The Lost Minds of Fandelba, which we're currently running through as part of the show. Um, but we're also running a few other games at the moment, including the Tyranny of Dragons campaign. But there'll be other games on there as well, no doubt changing as time goes on through the time travel magic that is the internet. Uh, so head on over to bardicquest.com forward slash play to see what games are available. Book yourself in, and we'll see you round the table. So, Sergey. Hello. You are... Thoric has just left you with Margaret, <laughs> who's sipping tea. You have a tea also. And okay. she is regaling you with tales of the old days of Phandalin, where there's only a few huts and houses left. Um, is there anything that you would like to say to Margaret? I'll just swirl my tea around a little bit. Margaret, this is most fantastic. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, says, um, I have some scones if you'd like some. Oh, I would love a scone, actually. Uh, German cream, perhaps? Oh, yes, she says. But you, there's only one rule in my house. You must put the jam on first with cream after. Oh, you, this is why I love you, Margaret, because you do everything just precise and correct. Oh, stop it, you. And she uh, stands up and uh, kind of waddles over to uh, her pantry uh, where she pulls out some scones and jar of jam and a pot of cream and starts oh. spreading the jam on top. Now I'm hungry. Um I'll ask as she's kind of doing this. I'll just take a quick... We're, we're in her house currently, aren't we? Uh, we are, yes. What's what's around? What's in her house? Um, so it's fairly uh, nice and uh, lots of floral patterns. Um, lots of uh, crockery. Um, kind of like that uh, blue and blue and white plates oh classic um, yeah i can't quite remember what it's called but yeah that sort of stuff there's plenty of that um lots of knickknacks and things um <laughs> just what you would imagine a typical old lady living in the middle of nowhere yeah uh who collects ceramics <laughs> brilliant just whatever you would imagine that to be She's got like a little gnome fishing. Yeah. It's like a little ceramic fox. Except it's not a gnome, it's a I don't know. It wouldn't be a gnome. That would be yeah. kind of kind of racist in these, uh, <laughs> these parts of the world. Uh, of the multiverse, should I say. Uh, yeah. so instead of uh, garden gnomes, they have garden kobolds. Oh genius. Brilliant. But they um, but they're not like they're not like ferocious looking kobolds, they're like yeah. really cutesy fied kobolds. Which now suggests that garden gnomes are a real thing in our world. Um, <laughs> I will, after having a look around, I'll go. Um, so, um, tell me, Margaret, uh, have you always lived here? 
um, she says, oh, well, I, I've been here for for a few years. Hi. But not always lived here, no. Where do you hail from? Where do you come from? Oh, goodness me. Uh, well, I mean, when I say I've been here for a few years, most of my life, really, I, I don't really have much memory of, of where I was from before. She said, um, I do remember, though, lots of dwarvish folk. Very, very interesting. Uh, you don't happen to have, uh, well, I'm sure a fine lady like yourself wouldn't have shared this homestead alone for so long. She says, um, oh, no, no, I did uh, did once have a husband, I. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that he isn't here anymore. Well, he chose to leave. I wasn't going to stop him. He didn't want oh. to be here. He didn't need to be. And she kind yes. of her, her face changes from the delightful cutesy woman to this really <laughs> stern-looking old lady. She thumbs the shotgun on her back. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, great to hear. Um, well, not great to hear, but you know what I mean. Uh, you you seem like a a folk of a musical taste. Oh, um, well, I am partial to the odd sing-song. And, um, tell me, do you, do you play? Oh, oh, no, no. Not, not, not with these old fingers, no. Oh, well, I'm sure those old fingers could do many things. Um, listen, <laughs> listen, Mark, <laughs> um, <clears throat> focus, ten minutes in, focus. Listen, Margaret, uh, I thought maybe you could assist me with this, and I'll pull out the uh, music sheet um, that I've been trying to read this whole time. Mm. Not quite been able to understand nor figure out. I, um, I came into this through not so good means, but uh, I was wondering if maybe you could understand it any better than I can. And she says, uh, let me have a look then. And she uh, she reaches over for, like, um, mo half-moon spectacles, um, which she hooks around her ears and then props onto the end of her nose. And so she suddenly almost looks almost headmistress-like. <laughs> wow. It's getting hot in here, is it? Just me. <laughs> and uh, she uh, she has a look. As uh, as you hand it over to her, um, I presume this has kind of got scrawlings from yourself yeah. on it. Yeah, it's it's the it's the uh, piece of music that I uh, acquired from the boy I killed mm. or the man I killed, um, and it, I'm pretty sure I, what I remember it said it was for his family. It was like said to my family or something on it, and. Uh, been able not been able to figure out the notes to it yet been still trying to work around and see if i can make head nor tail of what it what it actually is meant to play and uh she she has a kind of scan over it and um she looks at you and she says uh tell me how long have you been uh been playing your instrument um depends who you ask uh if you were asking me, I would say since the womb, 
And if you were to ask anyone else, they would say I've never picked it up in my life before. But, um, I see. Are you self-taught? Mostly, yes. I, I Listen, I picked it up once on a ship and no one else was there to create music. So I thought maybe I would give it a little, little go. Would, would you like to, you know, hear some? Oh, um, yes. I, I was going to ask if I could uh, please uh, hear whatever uh, rendition you uh, you might have might have had, perhaps? A, a lovely lullaby for you, perhaps. Oh, oh yes, please. That would be oh, lovely. You know what, Margaret? I'll do you one better. I'll give you a romantic courting song. Oh, serenade me, Sergey. Serenade me. Want <laughs> that on a shirt. Um, <laughs> and then I'll kind of pluck a few strings and I will go, Margaret... You are like a frog. I'm so happy that you are not a dog. Because you hog my heart, oh Margaret. Oh Margaret. Uh, That's about as far as I can get, usually, before I get lost in my own emotions. Uh, Oh, uh, she says, um, she says that was very... In fact, actually, give me a performance check before we determine how very it yeah. was. <laughs> That's not even that bad, actually. Uh, that is a 22. <laughs> well, Contrary to roleplay. <laughs> she was like, she says, uh, oh, that was that was very beautiful, actually. And she kind of wipes a, a tear from underneath her half-moon spectacles. No, do not cry, my dear. Oh, no, no, it was uh, just... Uh, Nobody's sung a song to me for quite some time, so forgive me. Um, so obviously, I don't think this is your attempt at uh, this song because I can't imagine that this song. And she gestures to the the parchment that you gave her. She says, "I don't suppose that this song is likely to be about me." So, um, I was wondering if perhaps you fancied giving this a go, and maybe we can see where you might be going wrong. Uh, sure, I'll do my best. I'll pick up the lute and I'll start to play the music on the sheet. Okay. And, um, she's listening intently to you. Could I get a performance check again? You may. Uh, that is a dirty 20 that time. That is a dirty 20. Yeah. 14 Um, plus (laughs) 6. She says, um, as, she, as you're playing, she says, "This is this is uh, this is very nice, Sergey. You you do have um, quite a gift about you, um, because." Mm-hmm. And she uh, she kind of hesitates. Um, she says, "But but I think this might be um, this might be the problem." And she takes the parchment um, and she just turns it around <laughs> and presents it to you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she says, um, I think that might perhaps help. Oh, you mean I was reading it upside down this whole time? Uh, I'm, I'm afraid so, yes. That would make sense. Let me try again. And I will start to play the music again, see what kind of melody comes out. So you begin to play what is a very beautiful tune. 
in terms of the meaning of this song, it is the song of a lost spirit, a spirit of innocence, a spirit of endless possibilities roaming the world into the darkest of places with nothing but hope and sadness in equal measure as this spirit roams the world seeing all of its greatest beauties and all of its darkest places but hoping for nothing more than to find their lost family in any of these places and a hope that when that family is found that they will embrace the returning spirit with open arms, love, affection, and most importantly, forgiveness for past transgressions, potential disappointments, and any feeling of being taken for granted by the spirit. Oh, that is intense. I um this this family uh well, this boy that I got this from, Margaret, I'm afraid to say I have many regrets when it, uh, when it came to our final meeting. In fact, I, uh, he's the reason I turned and went on the run. Oh. As a, as a family. And, and why, why such regret? They killed him. Oh. And you see her face drop with disappointment and great sadness, actually. I, um, it was part of a lifestyle that I do not wish to look back on with a smile there's one I regret and she says um, well can I ask uh, what lifestyle you would hope to have that I do not know all I know for now is in order to well what feels like in order to leave that old lifestyle behind I must face it I don't know, maybe maybe I find this family, I let them know about their son. I 
his boys lost family even um, maybe I play them the music maybe then I I come back Vandalin we pick apples in orchard and I just settle down maybe that happens maybe I stay with Johan and Vardik and Saga it's too early to say so you what if you could have anything Sergey? What would be your, what would be your wish? Anything in the world. Hi. More of those scones, please. <laughs> oh. Um. Uh, but in all seriousness, as wonderful as my scones are, I'm not sure they're quite any wish you could have worthy. I would like a a fruitful lifestyle, one of joy and chaos. I would like a uh, I'd like maybe one day to settle down in a place like this and get my own ceramic kobolds or whatever. I would like to. Uh, Go to Johan and Saga's wedding, because that's going to happen there. I'd like to eat more of Forex's food. Hey, who knows? Maybe one day I will open up a, a school. They can teach kids how to play music. Or maybe an adventuring academy. Uh, a place you could call home, perhaps. I suppose so, yes. And she says, um, wait there one moment. She stands up to her feet and she potters around um, next door. In one of the rooms next door, that is. And uh, she comes out with a little box, um, which has got uh, patterns of a sort upon it. Uh, could I get a history check from you, please? Yes, you may. <laughs> That's more like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, that'll be a five. <laughs> okay. Uh, you don't recognise these patterns. Yeah. They don't really mean much to you, but it's, it's a pretty box. And mm. then uh, she opens up this box and uh, she says, uh, this is a, a gift from me uh, to you. Um, and uh, she says... Um, well, she, she kind of opens this box towards you and you can see that it is like, um, almost like, uh, a arrangement of intertwined silver rings. Um, and, uh, she hands them over to you and she says, your a gift from me, uh, my gift to you, rather, is uh, these rings, which might, when you are feeling, perhaps, uh, like that lost spirit in your song, perhaps you could clutch onto these when you need a sense of safety and, and home. 
Thank you very much, Margaret. That is also kind. I, I feel I... Uh, look, do you have any uh, parchment and ink I may borrow? Oh, uh, certainly. And she uh, goes and grabs some and then passes I them will, over to um, you. make a copy of the musical stuff. Mm-hmm. And I will say, uh, I fear what we are about to go on to is a dangerous quest, so I leave with you this, and I'll slide over the copy to her. Well, thank thank you very much. The last thing I should want is for if things turn sour, the music itself to be lost. Well, that that would be most unfortunate. Well, um, she says, it has been lovely speaking with you and spending this time with you. I, um... I'm going to head off, Margaret. I have a place to be. But uh, I'm glad that it was you and I who shared that first listen to this piece of music. Indeed. I am most delighted to have experienced and witnessed that with you, and indeed uh, to have provided any help that I I could. She says, um, do send my best to uh, Thoric Silverhorn, won't you? Oh, I will. So that's it for another exciting episode of Bardic Quest. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Before we go, I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you to a couple of folks. First of all, I'd like to say thank you to James Webster for providing us with and allowing us to use this beautiful animated artwork that features throughout the show. If you are a fan of his work and want to show your support to him, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash jamesrpgart where you can become a patron of his. But also I'd like to say a big thank you to our friends over at Sirenscape for allowing us to use their wonderful ambience, music and sound effects. So if you'd like to introduce those sounds to your table, head on over to sirenscape.com to check out their amazing work. So that's it from us this week and we will catch you next time.